Sup guys, this is Joe Blair, host of the Sports Gamble Ramble. I want to take a few seconds here to tell you guys about the Anchor app by Spotify. It is the app that I use to record and promote all of these episodes that you guys have been listening to. It's super easy to use. It's free to download. It uh, gives you the ability to edit and launch your podcast right from your phone or computer. Um, ton of upside to this, super user friendly, uh, and also gives you the ability to monetize your podcast and record nifty little ad reads like this so you know if you're ever interested in starting your own podcast or know anyone that is uh download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and thank you for listening all right what's up guys uh welcome back i know it's been a while since i've uh given you guys a recording it's been mostly just uh posting on the instagram lately um december is always a crazy month the holidays big distractions you know get the excuses out of the way but i am back here this is sgr number 54 and i posted on the instagram kind of uh you know teasing these episodes i'm gonna be doing something a little different here today i am going to be talking about uh, the AFC playoff picture as it stands currently. I'm recording this on December 30th. It is a Thursday afternoon, and uh, we are going into week 17. There's two games left for every team in the NFL. And I want to just talk about the current state of the league right now and some of these playoff races, both divisional and wild card. Things are really heating up, um, especially in the AFC. It's getting tight. On the next episode, I'm going to be breaking down the NFC. But I have decided to split these into two episodes, um, you know, so that you guys don't have to listen to me really for an hour straight if you don't want to. So, you know, right now I'm going to start by giving you guys um, the current standings in the AFC. I've gone through and and listed all these teams and their remaining opponents um, and kind of some of the tiebreaker scenarios. So I'm just going to give you a general overview of where we stand now, talk about some of the teams on the bubble And we will break down kind of each team, um, you know, as far as just how their season's gone. Do they have momentum right now? Are they a title contender or are they just someone that you're going to fade first round? So we'll just kind of give you a general overview and uh, let's get into it. So the AFC, as it stands right now, only one team has clinched their division. That is the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, the team that everybody wrote off in the beginning of the season, starting three and four this season. They've won eight games in a row, and they look like the team that we thought they were uh, coming off uh, two straight Super Bowl appearances. Um, so the Chiefs, uh, currently the one seed, are 11 and four. And uh, I'm just going to give you a general overview of the standings right now. We'll get into the specifics later. Uh, second team in the AFC is the Tennessee Titans. They're 10 and five currently. Um, you know, Titans have a uh, one game lead on the Indianapolis Colts for the division. Um, they do hold the tiebreaker since they've beaten the Colts twice this year. Uh, so Titans sitting in the two seed, three seed, the surprise team really out of this group, probably the Cincinnati Bengals are nine and six. Uh, coming off a big divisional win over the Ravens. They've got a full game up on everybody in that uh, very competitive AFC North. Uh, the ba- uh, the Buffalo Bills are the four seed currently in the AFC. Uh, coming off a huge win over New England, uh, they are back to the top of their division. Uh, the Bengals do hold the seeding tiebreaker, but the Bills are the four seed right now at 9-6. and six. Two more 9-6 and six teams. 
Uh, Indianapolis Colts, they are the five seed right now. Uh, like I said, one game back from the Titans in that divisional race. Uh, it's going to be tough for them to get that AFC South crown, but they're pretty much locked in, going to have to win one more game to secure their uh, wild card spot. Uh, they do hold the tiebreaker over New England, um, as the Patriots' last two losses were to the Bills and the Colts. Uh, next up, New England, obviously. They're sitting in the sixth seed. They're also 9-6 and six right now. Just kind of broke down their situation. Uh, they've got a full game up on the number seven seed, Miami Dolphins. This is another surprise team. Started the season 1-7, and seven, have ripped off seven wins in a row. Uh, great coaching do- job down there in Miami. Um, so if the season ended today, those are the seven teams that are in, in the AFC. Then we look at the teams that are on the bubble here that have not been eliminated yet. And we have six or seven, six other teams here that are all still alive mathematically. Uh, we got the Los Angeles Chargers, um, you know, working their way through some ups and downs this season. They're at eight and seven. They are the highest uh, ranked team um, that is not currently in the playoffs in the AFC as they hold tiebreakers over the Las Vegas Raiders and Baltimore Ravens both also sitting at eight and seven. Um, Like I said, the Chiefs have already locked up the Chargers division, so their only hope is a wild card here. Same with the Raiders sitting at that nine seed. And then the Ravens, 10 seed, also eight and seven. Um, They are a game, a full game back from the Bengals, and the Bengals have beaten them twice this year. So their only hope um, is to win out and have Cincinnati lose out or uh, to snag one of these wild cards. Bengals need one more win to clinch that division, I guess, is what I'm saying. Uh, Then we have three more teams that are somehow still in it if everything kind of breaks their way. Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, people talk about this team like they're dead in the water. They, you know, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but they're still in it. They're 7-7-1, and and that tie is kind of saving them right now. It's also kind of shooting them in the ass um, because they tied the Lions and – it gives them an advantage over the Browns and Broncos, who are the other teams here. Um, they're technically only a half game back from the Dolphins. Uh, and they do hold the tiebreaker somehow over the Dolphins as well. So they are only a half game back, while some of these other teams are a full game back. Um, but Pittsburgh, yeah, 7-7-1, seven, seven and one, too much time there. And then we got the Browns and the Broncos as the 12th and 13th ranked teams in the conference, both at seven and eight, going to need a lot to happen uh, for them to sneak in as well. The three teams that have been eliminated so far in the AFC are the Jets, Jaguars, and Texans. And uh, yeah, it's really crazy. Here we are two weeks left. Um, I think the two through nine seed in the uh AFC are separated by less than two games, and we have 13 teams that are still alive. So some pretty crazy stuff here. Like I said, a very tight race. The NFL, this is probably the year that I remember the most of having uh, so many, like around 500 teams this late in the season. There's so many of these eight and seven, seven and eight teams that I just listed. And really nobody's pulling away that much in terms of their record. The one seed, the Chiefs, 11 and four, you know, in a lot of other seasons, that's only good enough for a three or four seed. So let's get into the team specifics and the remaining schedule. Okay. I, you know, I spent a little bit of time introducing the Chiefs. You know, like I said, this team started three and four. They're now 11 and four. They, they're the only team to lock up their division so far. They're looking hot. You know, they have won eight in a row. 
Their remaining schedule is very doable. This week should be an interesting game. They have uh, the Bengals. They're hosting the Bengals. It's the one seed versus the three seed, and that's going to be a really interesting matchup. Uh, Joey Burrow and the boys are looking dangerous. So that's a big one. Um, But the Chiefs, if they win one more – if they win this game against Cincinnati, um, they keep Cincinnati, you know, in that – kind of three to nine range. And if the Titans lose one more, then the Chiefs can lock up the one seed. The Titans do have the um, tiebreaker over the Chiefs this season. So if the Titans and the Chiefs finish with the same record, then the Titans actually get the one seed. Um which is possible because let's say, all right, let's take a look at this. The Chiefs have the Bengals this week, and then they go to Denver week 18. Now, Chiefs probably handled, handled Denver relatively easy, but let's say Cincinnati is feeling themselves and sneaks a win up here. And then the uh, fucking Titans go 2-0. and They could snag it. So it's the Chiefs are still playing for something. The Titans are 10 and 5 like I said one game out of that first seed and they play the Dolphins this week another team fighting for a playoff spot and then they get um you know a walk through week 18 against the Texans Texans aren't rolling over right now it's worth mentioning you know they've pulled a couple upsets uh they just beat the Chargers last week with Davis Mills playing good football but this Titans team um I want to talk about them for a second I really do think it's impressive what they've done this year uh, as far as being able to get to 10 plus wins and being able to, you know, all likelihood win this division without uh, their MVP candidate running back, Derrick Henry. You know, there's not too many running backs in the league that are legitimate MVP candidates, but their entire offense is predicated around Derrick Henry. And without him, you know, they've really had to kind of grind out some wins this year and really piece it together. The defense has had to step up. You know, I've talked on this podcast about how highly I think of Mike Vrabel as a coach, and I think it just it's a reflection big time this year as far as, you know, it was kind of a little science experiment. What do the Titans look like without Derrick Henry? We got to see it. They're not as dominant, but they're still a gritty team. And, you know, they're optimistic that Derrick Henry might be coming back at some point in the playoffs. I would really love to see this Titans team get Henry back and get back fully healthy. You know, A.J. Brown finally looking healthy for the first time this season, had a monster game against the 49ers last Thursday. This Titans team is scrappy and they're dangerous. And especially if they get some home field, get at least one or two home games in this playoffs. They're a team, you know, if we want to talk about teams that have a chance to beat the Chiefs, this Titans team gets healthy. They're one that can do it. They are. So I really would like to see Henry coming back. Obviously, I, I'm I'm not as plugged into the medical updates, you know, the behind the scenes. But if they can get that that big Yeti son of a bitch back and play some physical football like they're used to, they're a dangerous team this playoffs. Uh, the Bengals, nine and six. You know, I didn't see this team coming at all. I don't think many people did. If you did, you know, let me know. If you have a Bengals over on their wins ticket, or you have a Bengals to win the AFC North or a Bengals to win the the AFC, get, you know, send it in. I'd love to see it. But, you know, I haven't heard one fucking person this whole year saying I told you so about the Bengals because there just weren't that many people this offseason saying it. 
They're sitting at first place in their division. Um, they do have a tough schedule here with the Chiefs this week. I've talked about huge game, huge litmus test. Would love to see just an offensive shootout between Mahomes and Burrow. Burrow coming off a historical performance, just shredding that, um, you know, really depleted Ravens defense right now. Uh, the guy plays with a chip on his shoulder. It's exciting to see. I don't know if I believe in them necessarily for a playoff run. I'll have to see a little bit more toughness out of this team, a little bit more physicality. You know, I tend to to lean, as cliche as it sounds, I do lean towards the more physical teams, the teams that can run the ball, control the trenches, and play defense in the playoffs. It's just, it's ingrained in me. And uh, I don't know. I think this is going to be really exciting to see how this Sunday goes. They have Cleveland uh, week 18. It'll be interesting to see if Cleveland is eliminated at that point, how motivated that Browns team is in the last week of the season. Uh, Baker, you know, playing for a future, potentially things up in the air with his contract situation. I don't know. That could be a weird spot or it could just be, they could just steamroll the Browns and go to the playoffs with a ton of momentum. Um, yeah, we'll move on the bills nine and six. Good to see the bills getting back on fucking track, huh? Middle of the season, a little rough there. You know, beginning of the season, we thought they were a fucking wagon. What would they start five and one, five and two? Uh, quality win over the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, epic battle between the Titans and the Bills around week five, week six. Looked like a potential, you know, it looked like at the beginning of the season, Chiefs, Titans, Bills, those are the teams in the AFC. Bengals kind of snuck in there. I do think this Bills team is dangerous. Um, I think they're very hungry, and they showed that they were playing with a lot of energy in that last game versus the Patriots. Um I didn't expect them to lose six games this year. I would have said, you know, especially with a relatively soft schedule, they just kind of get got caught with their pants down at a number of times this year. Uh, Look to be playing, you know, not with the same energy consistently and the offense has struggled, you know, not being able to establish the run. Josh Allen, you know, really trying to put the entire offense on his shoulders, turn the ball over. Uh, but this, this team, I think they're a, a smart team. They're a well-led team with Sean McDermott. Uh, you know, Josh Allen coming into what is this, his fourth year, you know, he's starting to, you know, he's got more experience. He has played in the playoffs before. So it's going to be interesting to see their schedule is pretty easy. So I do, I don't think the bills drop another one. I don't think the bills let the Patriots back into the divisional race. Um, I think the bills and the Patriots are both capable of going two and O to finish this season potentially, but, uh, you know, Bills hold the tiebreaker right now. So they should, I think they'll take that AFC East. They have the Falcons at home this week in Buffalo. They actually, both their games are in Buffalo. They have the Falcons and the Jets to finish the season. Like, you know, who, who fucks that up? They're 14 point favorites to Atlanta this week. So um, circle the wagons. I think the Bills get themselves a divisional title. They'll be hoping for the Bengals to lose to the Chiefs uh, so that they can sneak into that three spot. And, Fuck, if Miami upsets the Titans, the Bills can even uh, potentially get up into that two spot. So, yeah, we'll see how the seeding shakes out, but they should be uh, one of those top four teams with a home game in the playoffs. All right, wild card teams. The Colts. Colts are a fun team this year, aren't they? They're, they're uh, you know, a couple of these teams have really gotten hot over the second half when we talk about the Chiefs, the Colts, and the Dolphins. The Patriots, too. The Patriots have dropped two in a row, but they went on a seven-game winning streak, which is nothing to, you know, sneeze at. The Colts, um, 
their last two opponents here are the uh, Raiders and the Jags. They're a game back for the division. Like I, I don't think they're going to be able to get it because they'd have to go two and zero and have the Titans drop a game. Could the Titans lose to Miami this week? Yes, possible. It's possible. Um, I don't think they lose to Houston week eighteen, especially if the division is on the line. Uh, Colts pretty much locked into that five seed. I think. I don't think they drop a game remaining. They have the Raiders and the Jags. They're clearly better than those teams. Raiders, you know, not a dead fish right now, but I don't see them as really being a legitimate team. They've kind of squeaked by some bad teams recently. They're stacking up wins, but they're really not quality wins. The Colts are a team that can run the fucking ball down anybody's throat. They can play defense. They can play smart football. I really think they're dangerous. I'm not the only one saying this. You know, if one of these wildcard teams is going to go on a run out of the AFC, the Colts are the easy pick. Patriots, the way that they can run the ball and play defense, little yeah, they're intriguing. They're interesting. Uh, but the Colts are a team with Jonathan Taylor, most likely going to win the Offensive Player of the Year. People putting him in the MVP conversation, I think it's pretty clear that's a quarterback award these days. I think, he, you know, right now Rodgers is a slight favorite over Brady, and it's going to go to one of those two guys. Uh, Brady got more stats. Rodgers got more wins. And it just doesn't go to running backs. But Jonathan Taylor deserves to be talked about in that conversation because he's a game changer. He is the closest thing to Derrick Henry Henry we have right now from a domination standpoint at the running back position. Uh, He is so freakishly talented in terms of how big the guy is, yet how incredibly elusive and fast he is and how he's able to accelerate. Once he gets through that hole, he's fucking gone and he's running dudes over. It's really fun to watch. I've been on the Henry train or not the Henry train, the Jonathan Taylor train for about two years. Now I, I was all in on him as a rookie. Um, and he's the perfect fit for that Colts team with the physicality that that offensive line brings and the way that their defense can back it up. They lead the NFL in turnover margin this year. Carson Wentz, Also, let's talk about him for a second. He's a guy, okay? Carson Wentz, I told you guys, he's not done. You know, people want to write Carson Wentz off this offseason. Oh, Philly broke him. He's fucked. He just needed a fresh start. This is a great situation for him. He's the perfect QB for this Colts team. Really, he's playing good football. I I don't remember off the top of my head what his uh, TD to interception ratio is this year, but last I checked, he had like 23 touchdowns, six picks. That's great. That's great football. This team doesn't need Carson to throw 40 touchdowns when you have a running back that's running for 150 and two every game. He's exactly what they need. Uh, he's a great leader. Uh, got the COVID this week, but then the NFL was like, no, nah, we need the Colts in the playoffs. We're not, I'm not watching a playoff game between the Raiders and the Dolphins, you know, so let's get, we need to, we need to get Carson healthy. We need to get him on the field. So the NFL went and changed their COVID protocols from 10 weeks to five or 10 days to five days for unvaccinated players. I don't talk about the COVID shit. I just want to know who's on the field. Carson's on the field this week. Uh, so they should roll through their remaining schedule and lock up that five seed. Interesting and dangerous team. Uh, been fun to follow on hard knocks as well. And then uh, we got the Patriots. They're nine and six, two relatively easy opponents. I mean, the Dolphins are scrappy and anything can happen there, but they got the Jags this week in New England. That's a win. Uh, that should lock them into a playoff berth. It just depends on if they get dethroned for the sixth or seventh seed or if they can overtake the Colts. 
you know, like I said, I think Buffalo goes 2-0, so New England doesn't have a shot at the division. But if Buffalo drops one, New England's, you know, live for that AFC East. Uh, like I said, remaining opponents, Jags and then Dolphins. Uh, that Week 18 game between the Dolphins and Patriots could very well de- determine uh, the 6 versus 7 seed. Um, not that that's too big of a deal, but it's something to keep an eye on. Uh, but yeah, New England, you know, Mac Jones, game manager. It's all he is, right? He's not a superstar at this point. He's playing extremely well for a rookie, but we've seen the Colts and the Bills expose him. I think he's got four interceptions over the last two games versus the Colts and the Bills. I don't think this Patriots team has enough to make a deep playoff run. They're kind of, in my opinion, like a lesser version of the Colts in terms of built very similar, kind of a game manager at QB. The outside weapons are, you know, okay, but it's really all about, you know, the running game and the defense for this team. I just don't know, you know, rookie quarterback. I trust Wentz in the playoffs more than I trust McCorkle Jones over here. So don't want to, you know, maybe I get caught with my pants down on this one and uh, this is a freezing cold take and we're looking at Bill Belichick somehow getting a rookie QB to the AFC championship like he did in 2001. But I'm just, uh, I don't see enough firepower for this team. I think they get in, but they don't really have enough to go on a run. Now let's talk about this seven seed because it's really the one that's up for grabs. Like, you know, I don't see the Patriots dropping the ball to completely be eliminated from the playoffs. So there's really only one spot open in this AFC. The Dolphins are playing the best football out of all of these teams right now by a landslide. They've won seven in a row. They have a tough schedule, though. They have the Titans this week in Tennessee, and then they play New England. The Dolphins are very capable of winning both those games, but they're not easy opponents, and both those teams have, um, you know, incentive to win over these last two weeks. Like, I, I just broke down their situations. You know, all these teams in the AFC still need to win. Nobody's locked into anything yet. Um, It's tough to project what this team does because, you know, Tennessee is a team that I believe in. And I think that Tennessee is a team that doesn't fuck around. If they have a chance to win the division this week, I think they're going to show up. I don't think they lay an egg. But maybe maybe the thought process is that New England beats Jacksonville this week, doesn't need the win in week 18. Miami gets the win versus New England. New England and Miami, honestly, Miami has their number typically over the last few years, especially down in Miami. That, you know, team from Boston traveling down to the Florida humidity in December, that could be a spot where the Dolphins get in there. I could see that. But Tennessee, I think, might lock it up this week against the Dolphins, if I had to guess. Put that uh, win streak on a pause. But I love the Dolphins. Um, I love their head coach, Brian Flores. Their defense is underrated. Tua gets shit on a lot for a guy that's having a pretty good season. Jalen Waddle looks electric as a receiver. The things that they're doing with him in the catch and run game, you know, the underneath, they're kind of almost using him as like a Debo Samuel light where they're running a bunch of screens and drag routes and shit and just trying to get the ball in his hands in open space. And it's fun to watch. So I think the Dolphins can get one more win here, but I don't know if they go 2-0. and And that potentially leaves the door open for a team like the Chargers here, who's got Denver and Vegas. That looks like 2-0 and for the Chargers, unless they just really find a way to fuck it up. But I think they're better than both those teams. Um, yeah, both those teams are also competing for the playoffs, but 
I think I just trust the Chargers more from a talent standpoint, from a coaching standpoint. Herbert looks like a guy. Herbert is a guy. Um, hopefully they can get Austin Eckler healthy. The question with the Chargers is can they stop the goddamn run? And the answer is no, honestly. So um, they're not a team that I see going far into the playoffs at all. It would be, you know, let's talk about this for a second. I always like to bet against uh, quarterbacks making their first start in the playoffs. It's astounding against the spread and straight up, you know, guys making their first playoff start with no experience in January, just fade them in that first round. And here we're talking about a list of quarterbacks, Burrow at the three seed, uh, Josh Allen's got some experience. Carson Wentz played about a half a quarter of a playoff game, so technically it doesn't count. But that guy still doesn't have much action. But really, I'm talking here about Mac Jones, Tua Tagovailoa, and Justin Herbert. Okay, I don't know if Derek Carr's played a playoff game either, because the one year that he did get them to the playoffs, he broke his leg. So that would be another first start if somehow the Raiders were to sneak in. You just got to fade all these guys uh, in that first round. So I just don't. I think the Colts are the only dangerous team in this category here as far as 5 through 13 in the a in the AFC. I don't think any of these teams have a run. I guess the one that I would bring up here is the Ravens if they can get healthy, if they can get Lamar back and somehow sneak in. So, we got the we got the Raiders having to play the Colts and the Chargers. Those are two tough opponents. The Raiders are fraudulent. I'm just going to cross them off. Fuck the Raiders. I'm sorry. They fought hard this year, but they don't have what it takes to finish this season, in my opinion. Um, I just don't really – I don't believe in them. I think the Colts handle business, and I think the Chargers are the better team. So let's just take them out of the conversation. The Ravens have a tough schedule as well with the Rams this weekend and the Steelers in Week 18. Uh, wouldn't be too worried about the Steelers – I uh, feel like they could mail that one in coming off uh, Monday night game against Cleveland. But um, the getting a win over the Rams is going to be tough for the Ravens. Uh, we don't know if Lamar is going to be back. Uh, their last game they played, obviously, with Josh Johnson, who probably doesn't belong in the league anymore. So it's hard to project what this team does, but I would say if they can find a way to sneak in as one of these wild cards, maybe a seven seed. I mean, the Ravens are a team between Harbaugh and Lamar. We know what they can do. They've won playoff games before. I would just, I would say if there's any team here that I'm worried about sneaking in, it would be them. The Chargers, uh, you know, they would get the ball run down their throat by any of these teams in the playoffs. Um. Most likely would get matched up with the Titans and even without Derrick Henry, Tennessee. I mean, Deontay Foreman's run the ball pretty well. I think the Chargers would get steamrolled in that spot going into Nashville. So, but the Ravens beat the Titans in the playoffs last year. So if the Titans do lock up that two seed and then the Ravens somehow sneak into the seven, very interesting. Also taking a look at that seeding. I mean, we've got the Dolphins and the Titans squaring off this week. We could get that game again in two weeks in the first round of the playoffs wildcard weekend. So a lot of interesting stuff here, the way this shit is shaking out. Um, I really don't want to go too much longer on the Browns and the Broncos and the Steelers here. Um, I guess we could touch on them. Steelers home Monday night against the Browns, uh, could be Ben's last game in Heinz field. All signs are pointing towards that. I think they get a charge for that game. I think the Steelers win that one. Uh, and then we'll see how healthy Baltimore is in, uh, week 18. I think it's going to take a lot for the Steelers team 
to get in considering how bad their offense looks currently and their defense doesn't look good either. And that's supposed to be the strength. So don't really believe in them. Uh, Browns have the Steelers and the Bengals. I just don't think they can go two and zero, and that's what it would take to get in. I'm not interested there. And uh, the Broncos, they have the Chargers and the Chiefs. No fucking shot. Sorry, Broncos, but you're not getting in either. So that about does it. I mean, I'm not, you know, I gave you guys the breakdown. That's what this episode is. I'm not out here to tell you this team's going to win. This team's going to win. It's not really a prediction show. It's just these are the scenarios um, for how this playoff picture is going to look out. I'm excited to see it work out. Uh, or play out rather. Um, but, you know, these last two weeks, it's going to be fun. Anything really could happen still, you know, technically uh, the the two and the six seed in the AFC could switch over the last two weeks, which is a pretty crazy thing. It's usually not this tightly packed. So these two, three, four, five, six, even seven seeds, and then all the way down, I told you guys, really all the way to number 10, the Ravens are all involved at this point. So buckle up. Um, Next episode, I'm going to break down the NFC. Uh, We're going to talk about the Green Bay Packers a lot because they're fucking wagon, and I've got them 17 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. But I am going to wrap this one up. Thank you guys for listening. This was the Sports Gamble Ramble number 54, the AFC playoff picture. If your team is still alive, good luck to you and ramble on.